Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 265 Media Football Show. I'm yours truly, Ben Size. Man, good morning, and good morning to the East Coast. Good morning to the West Coast. Well, it's all, almost good afternoon to the East Coast, but I hope everybody's having a good day so far. And, and obviously, well, first of all, in, in your morning, 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 but hopefully everybody's eating cereal. Hopefully everybody's eating eggs right now, but you get the idea. It's morning right now. So I'm looking forward to today's show because, listen, I'm a busy man today, ladies and gentlemen, because I got my boy Kev later on today at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and I got my boy Lucas Gaynor and Samari. We're doing a fantasy show in football, and obviously I'm podcasting with my buddy Manny. So busy day for me, by the way, because I'm podcasting with my boy Josh right now. And by the way, well, before you go, Josh, I just want to say thank you to the audience because the 265 Media Football Show, we're top 50 right now in Spotify uh, Spotify, um, you know, on Spotify. So I want to thank you to all to my audience. I love you guys. I love entertaining them to my audience. Uh, shout out to Two Sixty Five Media Football Show, man. We're doing a great job. I'm aiming. I'm aiming for my goal to be top five, and that's gonna happen. I believe it. I believe. I believe in myself, and so does Two Sixty Five Media Football Show. So with that being said, Joshua B, I'm sure we're gonna make the um the show a comedy because we love our the fan, fans out there. Laugh that we love the fans out there to laugh, and I'm sure um, week two was crazy, and um, I'm sure this show is going to be great. So what's going on, Joshua B? Welcome back. on. Welcome, Josh. Welcome back on the 265 Media Football Show. I'm happy that you're back. Oh, come on. Anytime you need me, I, I'll I'll hop on. Remind me, who's who's Kenvo's, um, who's Kenvo's favorite team? The Rams. Okay, and who's uh, – and I know Lucas's is the Patriots. Don't know. And, Manny's don't know. Is the, and Manny's is what, the Steelers? Uh, oh, uh, which man? Oh, Maddie's a Steelers. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, so you're essentially starting and ending the day with winners, and in the middle there, you're going to have losers, just based on their favorite teams. And don't know. And, and by the way, Josh, shout, shout out to our board. Don't know. He's also a Rams fan. Okay, yeah. shout, shout out to Darnell as well. Darnell, who who by the way could be on the uh, overall sports show anytime because we definitely want to talk Rams. I'm doing great. If it's not obvious. Um, I'm very excited for this show. We have seven questions, seven different topics. Um, and it begins with me asking you the most important question um, to Kenvo Vance and Darnell Porter, which is, Vince, what do you have to say to Rams fans who told you and me that not only would they beat the 49ers last week, but that they would be significantly better than they were last year and that we shouldn't write them off? I'll say this. Now, I know the media. Thank you for asking me that question, Josh. That's a great question. And I'm going to tell Ram fans and every fan that's listening, by the way. Here's my thing with the Rams, right? Which, by the way, shout out to Kyle Shanahan. He owns McVay again in the regular season. Uh, are we surprised? Are we surprised with the Niners? No, they're a smart team. It's like Kyle said at the press conference, the Niners didn't make any mistakes. And and shout out to the Niners defense. And shout out to Steve Wilkes. They, he did well in the second half. Um, but I'll say this about the Rams. Um, you're not going to agree with this, but I think Darnell and Kev will. I know Kev will at 1 p.m. But the, here, I'll say, so I'll make Ram fans actually happy. You probably will not make Ram fans happy, but that's fine. But my opinion about the Rams is this. Stafford's still great. Not surprising. Um, and Puka Nakua is legit, man. Yeah. Um, and shout out to you, Josh. Shout out to my boy, Samari, because Samari actually told me about Puka as well. He, he actually told me, told every every audience to play Puka if you have Puka for fantasy. But anyways, uh, Puka's legit, man. And when Cooper comes, comes back, that's going to be a scary duo, in my opinion. Um, in my opinion. Now, 
Now for Ram fans, like um, by the way, Kev is not he's not wrong about the Rams secondary. By the way, he thinks the uh, uh, the weakness for the Rams on defense is their secondary. Well, no shit, because that's what happened when you trade Ramsey, right? Um, Aaron Donald's still great, but I, he, Aaron Donald was non-existent in that game. So listen, Kyle, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Shanahan just owns McVay, and Ram fans should know that. But I will say this: when they meet the San Francisco Niners in San Francisco again. again um, which I expect us to win because we always own the Rams in the regular season. But I think that's going to be a close game with Cooper Cup, knocking on wood, if he's healthy that game. But but that's all I got to say, Josh. I mean, if, if for Ram fans to be happy, here's the thing for Ram fans, right? Well, well, they always are aggressive, by the way. We'll see if they do do be aggressive at the deadline because because Kevin Bands he wants Brian Burns, which you probably would upset Ram fans and say that's not going to happen. But I, I'm just going to make them. I just I'm just going to say to Ram fans is this, Josh. They should be happy that Cooper Cup and Puka has potential to be a great duo. I don't know why you say that's not going to happen. That sounds completely reasonable to me. If you're willing to give up a first-round pick, you're willing to give up some kind of crazy package for, um, Brian, for Burns. Um, Brian Burns, then I don't know why that wouldn't happen. I think you're wrong on that. I think that if the Rams are willing to go bonkers and just give up a, a picks package of insane proportions, I think that could absolutely happen. I wasn't super du- super duper impressed with Brian Burns, and it sounds just like the kind of star move that the Rams would try to acquire. I don't know how much better it makes them. I know it doesn't address their secondary if that move happens. Tr- I would- but, but I'll, I'll just let you know now. They tried to, get, they tried to get them last year. And obviously the Panthers wanted two first round picks, and obviously the Rams said no. Well, so they're they, not going to get two first round picks. But could they get? But if they lower their price to one first round pick, could they get that? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I don't think that's over the top. If you're willing to pay Brian Burns twenty million dollars a year and give up a first round pick to do for the privilege to do so, I think that's absolutely reasonable. And guess what, Josh? The Rams got money next year. They do. But keep going. They do. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see if that happens. I have a second question for you. Go ahead, tell, um, me, tell me. Because this one. This one is for Ralph Mentor. This one is for my boy Ted H. Um, when I do his pop, oh, here we go. Yes, yeah. sir. Vince, what do you have to say? And I will tell. I will tell them afterwards, right? So I'll I'll follow up afterwards. But Vince, what do you have to say to 49ers fans who are upset that even though Brock Purdy continues to score thirty points a game, that he doesn't connect on bombs, um, and that he's that he's not a good quarterback, despite the fact that he hasn't lost a game that he started and finished. Okay, first of all, I'll tell those Niner fans and and Ralph Mentor, the word of the words of inside. Everybody knows my favorite words is shut the, shut the fuck up. That's exactly and here, right, deal, right? And here's the down. I'm a realist, right? Um, and and like you said, Josh, no one should pay attention to preseason because everybody was everybody was worried about the Niners' defense. Everybody was worried about Jake Moody. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, he made a 57 yarder. Which, by the way, I don't listen. Listen, listen, I understand why Niners fans are getting at Brock because he's got to connect on those long throws, and I get it. If a playoff, if that was a playoff game, if he doesn't complete that, I understand about that, that about that. But this is a regular season, right? So, which by the way, we we, we won the game. Now, if we lost the game. I understand about that, right? We, we will talk about that. But, but you Brock didn't. Was, but you but exactly. But at the end of the day, Brock is the real deal, man. Like if Niners fans, if you don't believe that, it's I mean, so, so, no, Josh, Niners fans are so crazy. Some some still love Trey Lance and some, and some still love Jimmy, but it is what it is. Those fans are crazy. Um, because let's keep it a bean, Josh. Jimmy's not scoring thirty points, and we saw him. He's, we saw what we did la- last week. But anyways, with that being said, um, 
you know me, Josh. I'm a realist Niner fan. I was really impressed. I was really impressed with Steve Wilkes in the second half. So, I mean, Niner fans, be happy with Brock Purdy, and he's the fucking real deal. If you don't think so at this point, I don't know what to tell you. So, Josh, what do you got to say to Niner fans? What do you got to say to Niner fans that they were worried about their kicker? Because at the end, he, to That's me, he looks like Justin Tucker to me. And that they're, well, they call, okay. They, so oh, wait, go but Josh, 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 they call, no, the Michigan fans, they call Jake Moody, Jake the Lake for a reason. But go ahead. Okay, don't go overboard. Justin Tucker's been doing this for 20 years, and, J- and Jake Moody's been playing doing this for two games. Settle down with that. <laughs> but to, to, to the fans for Brock Purdy, right, to the, to the haters of Brock Purdy, if this had happened, if this same thing had happened in the playoffs, right, and so, so we're going to fast-forward the calendar. You're now in the NFC Championship game, and Brock Purdy misses these throws, but the outcome of the whole game is different. You know what matters? Nothing. Because exactly. you won. You won the game. The whole point of this whole NFL exercise, every game, is to win or to lose. Brock Purdy hasn't lost a game. So I get it that he missed on some deep throws. I really do. I really understand. Let me tell you, connected on some deep throws, literally just 50 miles south, Justin Herbert. You know what he is? He's 0-2. Exactly. Brock Purdy is 2-0. and zero. I care ultimately whether or not you win the game, yep. period. End of story. That's the point of all of this. And either you believe that the Rams are good or you believe the Rams are, the Rams are bad. It's one or the other. But either way, no matter what you believe, they're one and one. And they're one and one because they put up a challenge against the 49ers. And the 49ers overcame the challenge. It doesn't matter how good um, Matt Stafford looks to you. Who gives a fuck? He lost the game. It doesn't matter yeah. if you look good losing the game. But, Josh, you know what was, the, what was the best throw of the game, in my opinion, for Brock? It was the one with Ron Jennings. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know which one. And it was a great throw. Like, he makes so many good throws. And 49ers fans who, like, only focus on the negative and who yep. they're never going to be happy until they win <laughs> another Super Bowl, shut the fuck up until – the Super Bowl is played. Exactly. Okay. When the Super Bowl is played, all right, we can revisit this. And I will. I promise you, if they, if he loses the Super Bowl, right? If he gets the Super Bowl, he loses the Super Bowl, and you're disappointed. I will share your disappointment. Okay. But you're not going to win the Super Bowl in Week Three. You're not going to win the Super Bowl in Week Ten. You're not going to win the Super Bowl in Week Fourteen. And why? Because they don't award the Super Bowl. No, they don't. This is the fucking regular season. So 49ers fans who are upset because you haven't won a Super Bowl, you're not going to win a Super Bowl during the regular season. So either A, stop watching completely, which thank you. In in the event that you take that option, right, in the event that you've decided I'm a miserable 49ers fan and I'm never going to be happy until we win a Super Bowl and I've decided I'm not going to watch the regular season because I'm a miserable 49ers fan and therefore I'm not going to go on Twitter, thank you because that's one less voice to worry about. Or, Or here's option B. Option B is to recognize that you are not going to win a Super Bowl throughout the regular season and go game by game with the highs and the lows. Now, if Brock Purdy sucks, right, for an individual game, right, if the 49ers lose, I will reevaluate my statement. But until he has a 1 or a 6 or a 12 or, God forbid, like Trey Lance, <laughs> a, like a, a Q in his loss column, right, shut the fuck up. You keep winning games. And I'm sorry that you're not winning it by eight more points because Brock Purdy didn't connect on a long touchdown. That's nonsense. You're winning games. 
and you're undefeated in games that he starts and finishes. Stop. That's and, not- by, and by the way, Josh, are we surprised? Well, just real quick before we move on, are we this surprised what Christian McCaffrey is doing with a full season with Shanahan system? Are we are we that surprised? No, but we were never going to be surprised. We were all square when they made the trade. Exactly. Nobody ever said that Christian McCaffrey wasn't an incredibly, insanely talented running back. The worry was he couldn't stay healthy. There now, you go. want to blame that on Christian McCaffrey, who looks like he's doubled in weight. I took a look just for like shits and giggles. I took a look at what he looked like coming out of Penn State. He looks wildly different. They by, by, the way, he went to by the way, he went to Stanford. So he, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Like, but I looked at his like college photo. Yes, yeah. Like to what he is now, he's put on so much weight. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's like he's so much bigger, so much thicker than he was. The original worry was that they were worried about his injury history. Yes. Well, what helps that? Leave the fucking Carolina Panthers offensive line. <laughs> exactly. Or the 49ers offensive line. And you're going to have a different experience. So, like, could he get hurt? Sure. So could anybody, as Nick Chubb, prayers up to Nick Chubb, proved, right? But, like, this idea that he was ever going to suck, that he was ever going to, like, be be garbage, that was never on the table. Exactly. It was a matter of, are you going to stay healthy or are you not going to stay healthy? So far, he stayed healthy. But what happens if he stays healthy? He's arguably the number one player in all of fantasy football. And arguably... I add right right at this red hot minute as we sit here talking, he's the very best running back in real football. Understand it has system, man. I'm with you. That's that's, that's easy. That's the, and I love how you said the old line for the Panthers. I love when you said that because obviously that's how McCaffrey got hurt. Another good example is is the Giants old line because that's why Barkley was is getting hurt. But go ahead, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, as long as we keep going with that, um, NFL and and to all the executives who who listen to. Um, e 265 Media and the Vince Size Podcast and the NFL Now. And to everybody who hides behind just the number, right, and is listening to this, all you big executives, the Roger Goodells, the schedule makers <laughs> of the world who want me to consume NFL like week after week after week um, while we're talking about the Carolina Panthers and their shitty offensive line. Bryce, Do- Bryce, Bryce Young, Joshua Dobbs, Jimmy Garoppolo, CJ Stroud, Zach Wilson, Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. What the fuck? <laughs> Why am I consuming all of these trash quarterbacks? Why are you trying to sell me that these guys are good? Now, I left off Anthony Richardson, but I shouldn't have left off Anthony Richardson because even though he's exciting, even though he's like energy to watch, right? Yeah. He doesn't finish games. Yeah. That's the game. That piece happens, but he hasn't finished a game since he's been on. Now, it's okay when you're like, hey, look, man, we're sorry you got injured. You had to watch Gardner Minshew. But these guys, Joshua Do- Josh Dobbs, Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Zach Wilson, Russell Wilson, Getty Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. First off, I named 12 people in the league, right? I named 12 starting quarterbacks. Now, for my money, the only reason I didn't name Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr <laughs> is because I should know better. Like, like me as a fan, I should know better. I've spent enough time with Derek Carr. I've spent enough time with Ryan Tannehill that I know what I'm getting into if I turn on a Tennessee and I know that it's akin to watching paint dry prior to turning on the television. But these guys, the guys that I named, right? Like that's 12 quarter. First off, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the league that are starting, right? So like the fact that I can name a third of the league and be like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's like, what is going on? Like, I, so I asked this, right? I asked this as a big joke, but I also asked this in seriousness. 
like things like this, things like the Daniel Jones of the world, who I didn't name, right? <laughs> but like Daniel Jones had this exciting comeback. So you're like, oh yeah, I guess I tuned in for that, right? But if I tuned in when he was playing the Cowboys, it would have been exhausting, right? But the point is <laughs> that like, if you're married to one of these 12 guys, one of these yes, yes. guys, one of these 14 guys, and you see Baker Mayfield, who could easily be on this list, yeah, right? Yeah. But is making two million dollars a year at the quarterback position. Not bad. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are you overpaying Daniel Jones? Like, if the difference between Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield, which right now is one win, right? Yeah. And thirty-eight million dollars, then why the fuck are you paying these people this much money? I get it. The quarterback is the most important position on the field. I got it. Why the fuck is Derek Carr making $40 million a year? Why the fuck is Daniel Jones making $40 million a year? Ryan Tannehill, $30 million a year. If you're willing, if you're going to like live with that, if you're going to pay for that, why not just pay $2 million to fucking Mac Jones? No, I know. No, Josh, I got you. I, I can answer that for you. And Go these, ahead. These are, these are, well, three, well, three teams have white owners. And – you, the Saints, you know, Saints fans told you we were a quarterback away. Um, You're Giants not. Was, you know, you know, well, I mean, let me answer that for State Saints fans. Go You're ahead. not. N-O-T. I get it that you're 2-0 right now. Believe me when I tell you, you are not just a quarterback away. I'm glad that you play in the NFC South. I'm glad that you won against the Titans, the mighty, mighty Titans. Yeah, I, yeah. And I'm glad that you kicked the Panthers' ass. There Great you go. job, right? You know, the Panthers, the same ones led by Bryce Young, right? Like, I'm I'm glad tough times are coming for you. Please continue. Okay, you're, now you're Tom not a We know Tom Mara. He's a white owner. And you know why he paid Daniel Jones over to take on Barkley and Josh? Because what what does Daniel Jones remind you of? Eli Manning, he kind of looks like Eli Manning. So that's why John Mara did it. I mean, a smart man would pay Barkley more than, the, than um, you know, Daniel Jones. But it is what it is, Josh. Um, so that's what Giants, that's what the Giants get. Honestly, I don't think Joe Shine wanted to pay Daniel Jones because that's not Joe Shine's guy. But guess what? That's John, John Mayer's fault. And the other reason, Tannehill, since see, here's my thing, right? I'm not faulting the GM um, for, for, the, for this. I'm faulting John Robertson. Bob Robinson, because here's why, Josh. Because he, John Robinson was the guy that traded A.J. Brown, which that was pretty much stupid. That, that Stupid, stupid, which is why they paid Tannehill, which is dumb. But it is what it is. But you see, but Josh, we know who the smart teams are. It's this Tennessee and, you know, the Giants and, you know, who's the other team we mentioned? Um, um, Sorry about that. It was the Giants. Uh, and the Saints. There we go. Those are the, the what, the three, one of the three dumbest teams, right? That did that, right? They're in the zone. They're in the zone. They're right there. Kyler Murray probably has them all beat. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Like, I guess my big, my big illustration is, first off, to the NFL, Stop selling me these shit quarterbacks as must-watch. <laughs> That's number one. Yeah. Number two is, like, NFL, just as, like, an organization, as, like, a universal thing. I get it that you're, like, against paying running backs. I understand. I got it, right? You have to get this quarterback salary thing under control. I agree. These guys are not worth these mega contracts. Jimmy Garoppolo is not worth $30 million. Like, under any... Hell no. Like... And this idea that you're going to pay him $30 million because what else will we do, right? What would we do if we didn't get Jimmy Garoppolo? I'll tell you what you would do. You would get, like, Desmond fucking Ritter. And you'd be like, oh, well, isn't that just as bad? No, it's not just as bad. Because you're paying Desmond Ritter $2 bucks. That's and not like, bad. Whatever. 
do like welcome to football. You make two million dollars, but like the alternative between Des the distance of talent between Desmond Ritter and fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it's not it, it's not meaningful enough to pay thirty million dollars a year for him. So like get these quarterback salaries under control and pay the actual talent, pay the reason to tune in because you're tuning into a Raiders game. You're doing it because of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, and if you're tuning in to a um to a um to a New Orleans Saints game, you're doing it because of Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave. And if you're tuning into a New York Giants game, you're doing it for Saquon Barkley. That you know what's you know crazy, Josh? I'm with you. That's the reason why I watch those teams because of those players. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like ultimately ultimately this is sort of where I'm at with this whole thing. I'm 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 getting really sick and tired of watching these shit quarterbacks. And being told, yeah, but you have to keep up with the league. No, not if it's this. Yeah. And we'll quit not before if, you keep going. And I should have tossed. You know who else I should have tossed on that what? list? Deshaun Watson. Oh. So, like, now you're looking at what? 14 quarterbacks? I left off Daniel Jones. I left off Deshaun Watson. So, I'm at 14 quarterbacks. And, like, I know where they're going to end up in a best-case scenario, which is, like, 8-8. Eight and eight, And you just made the playoffs. Congratulations. You know? Like, I don't know. So anyway, so that was one, that was another topic. So what the, what the fuck? Like, why am I watching all of this garbage? And why are you trying to sell it to me? You know, they're not good enough. And I know they're not good enough. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask a question that I want to think about with you, no. which is so someone I didn't include on my previous list, but who I think is worth talking about and worth examining Vince what do you think is wrong with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, I like I love that question. Let's go. And Jaguar friends, I hope you're listening. Well, listen, I'll say this, right? Now, obviously, they look, they look, they look great week one, right? But, but by the way, shout out to the Jaguars. Jackson. When I was watching that game, they actually played well. So shout out to them. Shit, you'll just see some 70 points. Now, however, however, um, I love their defense. Um now, the offense is struggling, man. And Trevor Lawrence, man, I, I mean, listen, people think you're top 10, but you got to play like it, man. Like, you have receivers. You have Cameron Ridley, Say Jones, Evan Ingram, yada, yada, yada. And you got to make those throws, man, because let's keep it a beam, Josh. You can argue that Jaguars probably should have scored 30 or 20 because they had so many opportunities to score. So, you know, I can tell Jaguars fans this. Their defense is legit or, or correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, um, is it possible? And it's really possible because Chiefs fan. I hope Chiefs fans. Hopefully, you're listening to this because Chiefs fans told us they're not going to miss Eric the enemy. Well, Josh, when I was watching that game, I didn't see any good plays at all with Matt Nagy. So, but Chiefs fans <laughs> said that they ain't, they ain't gonna miss Eric the enemy. Which, by the way, you know my buddy Mark Gunnell. He he, he, got, he you know he does Laker content. He's a Chiefs fan. He's from Kansas City. But according to what we hear, Josh. The, the Chiefs receivers, they, they they have, according to him, the Chiefs receivers are deep. They have a deep side receiving core. So, Josh, what you got to say? And to Jaguar fans, listen, you lost to the Chiefs all fucking well. But I think I, I felt like to make Jaguar fans happy, they should they, they could have won the game if Trevor Lawrence make the right plays, man. Just play like a top 10 quarterback, that's all. But if you make the right plays, they would have won that game, Josh, because I think their defense played phenomenal. Or, or, excuse me. Or did their defense play phenomenal because – Matt Nagy was the OC, but go ahead. Phenomenal's a little strong. You're 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 good, but I, I like I don't know if phenomenal is the right word. Okay, okay. For it. 
Um, you don't create turnovers. And um, but on the other hand, Patrick Mahomes didn't really score points until late in that game. Exactly. Like, the thing. Yeah. There was a lot of like Patrick Mahomes doesn't look good today. And whether or not that's because he was too busy celebrating his birthday or whether it's because of the Jacksonville heat in September, I don't really know, but I'm inclined to say, so I've done a deep dive and Jaguars fans are going to disagree with this. And I am just, I'm sorry, man, you're, you're wrong. Just through two games. Like you're wrong. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has a problem utilizing whoever the third read is. I agree. I agree. It doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't know how to like get someone else involved. No. It no. means that when his first option is shut down, he can pivot quickly to the second option, but that his third option, if, if that option is shut down, he will struggle to remember or struggle to get to whoever his third option is. Um, and what you end up seeing is you see one big guy, one guy with a great box score another guy with a middle box score, and then someone who's just completely forgotten. Because the Jaguars, in my eyes, have three and a half weapons. I agree. Um, And people love Zay Jones, and they're just wrong to do so. (laughs) You know, in the same way that people love Michael Gallup. Wait, 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 is it, didn't Zay Jones play for the Bills? Oh, go ahead, go talk about it. Yeah, he did once upon a time. The Bills let him go. The point that, like, Zay Jones is fine. He's he's nothing to get excited about. In the same way that you shouldn't be super excited about having Justin Ross as a rookie, yeah, yeah. as your like wide receiver one, like don't get too excited about Zay Jones. However, we're talking about three and a half weapons that you should be excited about. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm willing to give Evan Ingram a half bit of excitement. Yes, um, and I will give you Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Travis Etienne. And if you look at those three weapons whether it's because you just sort of drifted away from the run, like what happened against Kansas City, or whether it's because you just couldn't get the ball to Calvin Ridley because you were throwing it too high. Christian Kirk ate in that second game. Yes, he did. The other two didn't. And don't tell me it's because of the Chiefs' defense, because it wasn't. It was because Travis – or not Travis. Trevor Lawrence was missing these throws because he was – I agree. Process. And that's okay. Like, it's fine. But just know that if you're going to do that, like, if that's going to happen, just expect that, like, you're not going to be able to advance past the Chiefs or even past the Bills. Yeah. Because you're going to need to be able to utilize at least three weapons. You must. And Josh, have- I love how you said that because Chiefs fans were like, oh, do we have a top five defense after that game, Josh? Well, you don't. But you have a good defense. Yeah, you do. You, you have do. a good defense. It's not a top five defense, but it's a good defense. It is. And again, as long- and the idea – the Chiefs are a very simple organization. It's really not as hard as, like, everybody thinking, makes thinking. Yeah. especially former Jacksonville Jaguars right tackle, now Chiefs right tackle, Jawan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Like, he makes it more complicated than, he need, than it needs to be. Just look at the line of scrimmage. Where's the ball? Line up behind <laughs> it. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's the whole thing. Don't line up in the neutral zone. Don't be offside. Just go look where the ball is. You'll see there's a hand on top of it. (laughs) Stand behind it. Stop lining up offside. I know what you're trying to know what you're talking about. He gets a penalty every time. He gets a penalty every time. (laughs) And the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense is really not that complicated. It's we go to Travis Kelsey first. And Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. He's he's one of the – if he's not the best quarterback in the NFL, he's right there. And we're going to give him time, if Travis Kelsey is shut down, 
to look around and to make reads, and occasionally we're going to sprinkle in Isaiah Pacheco every now and again. Your defense, in the meanwhile, gets to blitz the fuck out of everybody because you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And that's how we're at an offensive line that's going to give um, Patrick Mahomes time. And that's the game plan. That's how you win. That's the great mystery to Kansas City. Your defense is very good. Trent McDuffie looks like a particularly good Yes, he does. Uh, and Legereus Need, we already know, is an elite cornerback. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so how many cornerbacks do I get? So 30 is so sick. So if I say elite is the top 10% in whatever, is Legereus um, Sneed the sixth best cornerback in the NFL? I think my answer is yes. Yes, yes. I think he's in the top six somewhere. So, yeah, so you have an elite cornerback on one side, and Trent McDuffie is rapidly improving. I love the linebacking core, and nobody in, this, in their right mind is going to argue about Chris Jones and George Karlaftis. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Having said all of that, I think that if I do the same exercise where I'm like, it's top 10, like the top, the, 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 to me, elite is the top 10% of whatever unit I'm talking about, right? So there are 30 NFL teams. So whatever is elite would be three NFL defenses, right? And you don't come close to the Cowboys, the Jets, or the 49ers. You're not in that league. Um, are you? But never... don't, but don't, you know what they'll say, Josh? They'll be like, we torched the Niners defense last year. Oh, that was last. <laughs> that was last year. And again, you, well, you didn't really. Here, hold on. I have to. I have to pull up that game. Did they? Did they smoke you? I think they did. I'll say this. I'll say this. Half of the Niners' defense was hurt. I'll say that. Yeah, last year. Yeah, but everybody was hurt. Exactly. The whole defense was missing. I agree. So yeah, you better. Here, hold on. I'm looking. On defense, you were missing. Kinlaw. Yeah, you were missing Kinlaw, and you were missing Akeem. I don't, I don't want to do this. The point is, is that you were missing a whole bunch of people. You were missing a Menahue. Yes, there you game. go. Um, you were missing a lot of people. Um, that was, wasn't that Lenore's first game? That was, that was McCaffrey's first game, yes, yes. And that was McCaffrey's first game. Whatever, and they still scored 23 points on your almighty defense. Yeah, that was a great game. That was an individual great game when the 49ers were rounding into form. Great job. And also, they beat Jimmy G, but keep going. And you still allowed 23 points. And like, they, you're good. You're good. I'm not, I don't really want to shit on the Kansas City defense. I think it's a good defense. I don't yeah. think it's an elite defense. That's where I come down on it. Um, but ultimately, I think the problem with the Jaguars is that I think you're having trouble keeping the offense multiple and keeping it diverse. And I think that until you solve that, the good news is that you have a whole season uh-huh. to solve it, right? But the bad news is, is that until you solve it, I don't think you're going to get over that hump. I, I think that you're going to continue to find yourself in the divisional round, in the wild card round, sort of losing year after year. But that's part of Tra- Trevor Lawrence's development. That's something where you can be like, you know what, can you get better at this? And I think he will. Here's my thing, right? Can I make Jaguar fans happy for one more time? Sure. At least the Texans are rebuilding, the Colts are rebuilding, and all you're just competing with is Tennessee. And there you go. Sort of. I mean, Tennessee, if, if you want to call what they do competition, you know, I, I would – I mean, you use the word competition. I call it like – I call it like road construction. Because <laughs> you watch their, because you watch their offense, and like to get through a whole game is like watching people construct a road. You ever like driven by like road construction? Yes, yes. 
Like, now imagine watching that. Imagine that you're not driving and, like, trying to get past construction. Imagine that you're forced to sit there and watch them do it. Similar thing to Tennessee, to what Tennessee, to what it's like to watch a Tennessee game. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So I have three more um, topics to talk to you about. Okay. um, In the midway. I guess one one of them the Chargers, maybe? No. Okay. None of them are the Chargers. Okay. okay. There's three games coming up for oh, yes, yes. week for, for week three. Um, and I'm kind of we'll, – we'll start with the one that you're closest to. I wish Chris Size was here. Um, shout out to Chris Size, Ben Size's dad. Number Thank one, you. We'll yes. Um, people are expecting the Eagles to dominate, and they haven't really done that yet. No, they haven't. Um, no. They've, they've been good. They've won, obviously, two games. Um, but they haven't dominated their opponents. They haven't given these sort of convincing wins like they did at the beginning of last season. But then again, it's not last season. It's this season. How do I know that? It's because the Bucks are 2-0 this year mm-hmm. um, under Baker Mayfield. So what do you see in this upcoming Eagles-Bucks um, matchup? This is on Monday night. The Eagles, for the record, are favored by six and a half. So, yeah, don't believe in the Eagles. I'll say, I'll say this, I'll, and, and obviously, Philadelphia fans will listen to this. Hopefully, you guys will because I want to keep it rolling by you guys. Even my dad is saying it. Uh, even Maddie said it. Um, maybe they do miss miss Steve Sackett. You know what's crazy, John? During that first half, they were saying, "I don't like the uh, offensive play calling from from Brian Johnson." Yada yada yada. So, I, I, I know he's a rookie offensive coordinator. I get it. And I mean, but then again, you know, and then in the second half, he didn't. He played well. Um, but I think he benefited because obviously you have AJ Brown and obviously you have Devontae Smith and obviously you got Miles Sanders. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not Miles Sanders. Uh, oh, thank God there, you so. don't have Miles Sanders. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ask oh, yeah. how that's going. Imagine, imagine. But no, but seriously, for Eagle fans, I mean, obviously some players are on defense, obviously. Prayers for obviously for Devontae Matty. He's out for the year. It's, that sucks. But, you know, and, you know, and there's, they're going to miss them, though. I'm not going to lie, John, because their secondaries right now is. Not looking good right now because obviously they, they have a rookie cornerback, uh, Ringo, and obviously the other guys are young. So we shall see. But um, but you don't think Ringo's going to get better? Who? Ringo. I, I mean, Ringo. I mean, I mean, I mean. Listen, there's going to be some growing pains, right? He might get owned, and he might not get owned sometimes. But but, it, but at the end of the day, he's a rookie, right? That's all we can say. But for Eagle fans' sake, is this? Are they the same team as last year? No. But I, I will. I will say this, Joe Josh. I, I will make Tampa Bay fans happy. And, you know, there's another Josh that we know. He's a reporter. He's getting excited. And we're about to find out how good Baker is in this game. He's at Tampa Bay. Now the Bucks defense is healthy. Um, I do think that their defense is legit. So we're going to find out how real their defense is legit because they're playing a competent coach like Nick Sirianni and the Eagles team. So I expect Baker to cook the Eagles secondary. Um, he should. I mean, with Monte Maddox gone. So we shall see, Josh. Um and if Baker does well in this game, I told Ben Ben this on, on the two C five media football show, episode fifty eight, by the way. Um, I told I, if Baker wins against Philadelphia in Tampa Bay, or can the Bucks win the NFC South? And it's possible because the South's not good. So, listen, man, um, Eagle fans, they should stay patient. It's it's only, it was only it's two games, and we will see. I think this is probably the best game on Monday Night Football because, uh, well, you, if Burrow plays, then we have a different discussion, but. But yeah, man. Um, Eagle fans should relax. Um, should they be worried a little bit, Josh? Yes, because remember they're going from they went from C. Stike is gone, and that uh, Brian Johnson is a rookie offensive coordinator, and 
and some, some Eagle fans don't do not like him. And I get it because his play calling was bad against the Patriots. And but no, Josh, you made a great point because they're letting teams coming back when it's close. Yes, a good point. I just I, I'm I don't know how I feel about this. So on the one hand, I'm very much so. Hold on, how, how do I say this? So I have the same. Um, I have the same opinion about Rashad White as I do. Um, and Rashad White, for those who don't know, is the Tampa Bay running back. I have the same opinion about Rashad White as I do about um, zinc oxide. Do you know what zinc oxide is? No, no. Um, it's it's um, called butt paste. And <laughs> that's what you use when you have like a rash or a hemorrhoid on your ass, right? Why do I call him butt paste, right? Why do I call him that? Because every time I see Rashad White tackled, every time, it's like watching his ass get pasted onto the ground. You could have mentioned Mike McGlinchey. Whether it's sideways or whether it's, you know, straight back. I'm going to call Rashad White butt paste. I don't think he's a good running back. What about my boy? What about Mike McGlinchey? You could have mentioned him too, shit. Go ahead. No, I'm not because I'm not talking Denver Broncos. Okay. You know what? I should, I should even have started with butt paste. Instead, <laughs> I should start by telling everybody that if you want to hear Vince's complete thoughts – on the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals um, at that game. Please tune into the NFL Now, which was yes. recorded yesterday at 1 p.m. It's on Twitter Spaces. It's free. Um, we had a complete discussion about that. Back to the Bucks Eagles. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm of the opinion that Rashad White is not a good cor- uh, not a good running back. And you're not going to convince me. He can score as many <laughs> touchdowns as he wants. He can break out um, as many runs as he wants. The guy falls over. Is like plastered to the ground, and got, and, like, guess, and Josh, guess who the Tampa Bay wants? Cam Aker. Keep going. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not high on Rashad White, and no one's going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> as far as the rest of the offense, you're like, well, what about Baker Mayfield, and what about Mike Evans, and what about Chris Godwin? Well, I've seen Chris Godwin, and I've seen Mike Evans, and so I know what they can do, right? And whatever else I want to say about Baker Mayfield, and I do want to talk shit about Baker Mayfield. He does know how to run. Yes, he does. That he's actually pretty good at. So, like, what am I really thinking about when I think about, like, the Philadelphia defense against the Tampa Bay offense? I'm thinking about, well, are you going to be able to run the ball against the Philadelphia defense? I think that's actually what their strength is, right now at least, is stopping the run. They've done a very good job through two games. And so now the question becomes is, well, can you contain the pass? And they should be, they should be. Yeah. So I guess the question really is like, can you make sure that Ringo isn't matched up on Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Well, you should be able to, you've got James Bradbury, you've got Darius Slay, buck up buttercup. You're going up against two good receivers and we'll see. Right. Cause I do think that this game plan needs to revolve around stopping Mike Evans. And, and Chris Godwin. The good news is, is that Mike Evans, in many instances, will stop himself by dropping the ball. Yes, he does, yep. But you can't just rely on that. You're going to have to play a physical game. And in my eye, Darius Slay needs to play a lot more physical. I have uh-huh. seen James Bradbury getting beat, which makes me think that James Bradbury is doing a good job. But I, I, diver- I, I acquiesce to whatever Chris Size thinks about James Bradbury. But he'll be on the... Um, He'll be matched up on um, Chris Godwin more than likely. I'll say this. By the way, I got some breaking news, by the way, with Chris Sice. Which, by the way, and my dad's honest about football, right? He's, he's an honest man. And yep. 
right now he's not liking the Eagles offense. You can't blame him. So, right, you know, you know who he has number one right now as we speak? It's my team, San Francisco. He's going by, by the way, how they're going. And you can't blame Chris Sides for saying that. But also, I told my dad this. I get the frustration with Philadelphia, but at the end of the day, as long as you're winning, who gives a fuck? That's what I told my dad. But go ahead. Well, you're right about that. But also, he has right to be frustrated because A.J. Brown isn't making the huge explosive plays. And guess what, John? He's complaining. He's complaining. Well, let's let's see you do something. The, the last two games, in my eye, I've seen a lot of A.J. Brown getting bracketed coverage, getting yep. bracketed up the field, and getting double covered. And in my mind, Jalen Hurts is just following the script. If A.J. Brown is double-covered, go to your next read, who just happens to be Devonta Smith. Yep. And A.J. Brown, the difference is that last year, A.J. Brown used to beat those coverages. Uh-huh. And this year, he's not running hard enough. Nope. Uh, the other difference is that whatever you want to say about Tampa Bay, they do have a really good set. Yes, secondary. they do. That they do have. So is that secondary going to be able to um, contain A.J. Brown and contain Devonta Smith? My thinking is that they might actually be able to do it. Um, we'll see. You know, and A.J. Brown, if you want the ball, if you want to be dominant, then you're going to have to prove it. I'm still starting you. I still think that you're good, but, like, you're going to have to win those matchups if for the Eagles to, um, to like, continue to score on offense. Now, the one good news is, is that whatever you did last week, you did unlock DeAndre Swift. And I don't think the um, I don't think the Bucks have anything for DeAndre for DeAndre Swift. I, I think DeAndre Swift is a complete wild card. I would love to see Levante David try to missile at De- DeAndre Swift. I think that's a mismatch. I think DeAndre Swift is going to juke him out of his shoes. <laughs> and so ultimately I'm leaning Eagles, but not like in some kind of dominant win, certainly not in something that will make Chris size feel better about his team. I'm leaning on them because I think that the Eagles should still be able to establish the run and that Deandre Swift and um, Jalen hurts are like, so what you're, what like a lot of people will tell you is like, it's always awesome to have an elite running back and an elite running back. Facts, facts, yes. I'm not one of those people. I would be one of the people who would say, well, yeah, but it depends on which one is the power one and which one is the quick one. And the Eagles have mastered that. Like Jalen Hurts is the power back and the quick back is DeAndre Swift. And I don't think that Tampa Bay has anything for that. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to stop the run. And ultimately, that's why I'm picking the Eagles. However, if the Eagles... Um, take this lightly, or if the Eagles are, you know, casual about it, I think the Eagles are going to um, regret it. I think they could very well lose. And that ultimately is where I came down on that game. Um, did you have a different thought? No, no. So, so let me ask you this. Another question. Now, Bucks fans, so what would you tell Bucks fans if the Bucks do win this game? So would you respect the Bucks now? Because, because because that's what I told Ben yesterday. Like Ben was like, no way. No way in hell Baker's going to beat Philly, which he could be right. But at the end of the day, here's what Bucks fans told me, Josh. It's at it's in Tampa Bay. We're going to be loud in the stadium, and anything's possible. We're rolling in, and Baker's rolling with these receivers. Anything's possible. So what can you tell Bucks fan and, and Josh Allen? Well, not Josh Allen. The, the reporter Josh that he does, you know, he used to be a reporter for New England Patriots, but now he's with in Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay has has sun, a lot of sun. It's warm over there. And right now he's excited. So should Bucks fans be excited? 
Or should they be nervous, Josh? If you beat the Eagles, there's an excellent chance that you would go 6-0 and zero before I would pick against you again. Interesting. That includes games against the Saints, the Lions, and the Falcons. Now, the good news for me is that the game that I was that I feel the most sure about of those three games is the Falcons. Is I mean, the one that I feel the least sure about is the Falcons. And so if you make a statement against the Eagles on Monday night, then I would be inclined to pick you against both the Saints, the Lions, and the Falcons. Um, I'm with all you. Of, all of those groups. I'm with you, yeah. Right now, as we sit here talking, I am more inclined to um, pick the Eagles, especially considering they got extra rest um, this week because they played on Thursday. Thursday yep, yep. Was it? Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah they Thursday, played Thursday, Thursday yeah, last Thursday, yep. week, so they've had extra time to prepare for this particular game. So I'm inclined to pick the Eagles, but I'm watching closely. This isn't a game where I'm just like, whatever, who cares? Um, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I've, I've got my eye on you, Tampa. Um, I'll go to the next game mm-hmm. um, that I really want your take on. I really want to break down with you um, since we sort of touched on them. The Falcons are going to the Lions, and this mm. opened up at Lions minus four and a half. And I am so inclined to take the Falcons um, after doing any kind of research on this. I'm really inclined to take the Falcons. So what do you see in the Lions that would, one, make that four and a half look? Now, here's the deal. I love my Lion fan fans. Shout out to my boy Pierre, my buddy Lee, and everybody, the Lion fans. I'm happy that you're, you know, you have a good GM now, right? Brad Holmes. Shout out to Brad Holmes. But now... Listen, Pierre, you have a great podcast. I always listen to your podcast. Shout out to the Lions podcast, right? But here's my thing, right? And you saw his tweet, right? He's and you do guys do score thirty points, but it depends what golf you're getting, right? And the Falcons ain't gonna be easy. Um, people, Lions fans will be like, "Oh, it's easy. We're at home." Well, guess what, Josh? They thought it was easy to beat Geno Smith. Geno Smith beat them the second time. Oh, certainly is. Time. Wait till I give you some stats. Okay, but anyways. But Josh, he, you know what he said in the tweet? We're going to be fine. We don't need C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Which, by the way, praise for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He's out for the year now uh, with a torn pec. But anyway, Josh, now Brian Brent's got to step up, and I'm sure he will. But but here's my deal. If I'm the Falcon, Josh, and this is why I'm 50-50 with this guy, I'm going with the Lions. That's my pick. But I'm not very confident because, you know what, if, the, if Arthur Smith is smart, Josh, which I don't know he is, all he needs to do is run the ball. Because uh, it's like my buddy Pierre says, who – who does the Lions have as a pass rush? They told Toby Hutchinson, but he didn't show up last week. So, I mean. Well, I mean, he did. He just kept getting old. But exactly. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Which, by the way, NFL fixed that. But just, at the end of the day, refs make bad, bad, miss bad calls all the time. So, with that being said, Josh, what can – should Lion fans – let me ask you this. Should my boy buddy Pierre and Lion fans um, be nervous every game now because they don't have C.J. Gardner-Jones? According to what they told me, they're going to be fine without him. I'm not worried about C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I am worried about this game. Everything that I've researched indicates to me that the Falcons are going to win this game. Interesting. Um, I'm going to give you some stats, okay? The Falcons are the fourth best team in eliminating the run so far this year. So they allow 4.8 yards per carry. Um, so they are, or no, they, they gain 4.8. Uh, that was my other. So I, I messed it. I messed it up. So they are third in yards allowed, right? They've allowed the third fewest um, yards on defense. Um, and even more, they're third against um, 
in against quarterback um, completion percentages. So in other words, quarterbacks complete um, the third fewest passes against the Falcons defense. Now it's early, right? So it's like it's only two games in. So take that with a grain of salt, right? But also, the Falcons have allowed zero rushing touchdowns to this point. The big thing, um, I don't really care about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, whatever to that. I'll tell you who I do care about, who I do think is a big loss. Um, If you are without Vitae and you're without David Montgomery, you you are going into a hornet's nest. Like, that Falcons defense is, a, as far as I know. It got better. It got healthy. better. They're all, they're fine. So if you're without Vitae, who I consider to be like half of that great line that you have yes. with Sewell, like that's an advantage. That's advantage Falcons. And the Falcons are fourth in the league in rushing, in rushing at 4.8 yards per carry. Bijan Robinson looks like a monster. And you haven't been able to stop the run in, in your previous two games um, with Isaiah Pacheco. You, you barely limited him. Um, the Chiefs did more to limit um, Pacheco than you did. And then in the Seahawks game, Kenneth Walker rushed for a whole bunch of touchdowns. And, Josh, you know who else is doing go for the Falcons on defense? Clay's Campbell. Keep going. Yeah. Like, I don't think the Falcons I, – I think the Falcons are for real yeah. um, on defense. And I don't, I get it that, like, you have an advantage over um, Desmond Ritter. I mean, who doesn't, right? Exactly. But, exactly. like – Again, I, I expect the Falcons to not only rush the ball, but to find success against um, the Lions. I got a question for you, John. If you're Arthur Smith, what are you doing? This, you got to run the football, right? You have to. See, I think you're going to. I think you're going to. I don't think it's not even a question of like, what am I going to do? I think you're going to rush the football against the Lions. Like, I, I think you're going to be aggressive against the Lions. And I think that when, it's, when it flips over and it's the Lions' turn, to run the football on you and they're busy trying to get Jameer Gibbs out in space, like you're going to just swallow that up. So it comes down to Amon Ross St. Brown having this masterful game. Now, if you're playing fantasy football like I do and you're in DFS, Amon Ra and Bijan Robinson should be like high alert. I agree. I agree. Like any way I see this game playing out, in no way do either of those guys um, have bad games. But the one thing that the Falcons do have is they have a really good secondary. And you and, know who's a former line is playing for the Falcons? Jeff Okuda. There we go. Yeah. And AJ Terrell is back there. So my guess is that they're going to do everything they can to, um, to attack um, the Lions. And so I'm leaning Falcons way. Are, are you leaning towards the Falcons or no? You know, it's crazy. I'm so 50, 50. I think, listen, I'm good. That's my pick right now. You can write it down. Lions. But I'm not very confident, man, because they, they lost CJ. And you know what? You know what, man? I know Lion fans have been talking shit, but they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be easy to play the Falcon. They're so easy. I'm not afraid of Desmond Ritter. And guess what? If Desmond Ritter beats them, then what are Lion fans going to say? Not much. I would be really shocked if they had anything to say. Um, finally, I have only one last. I have only one yes, last. Yes, sir. Time. Yep, yep. Um, and I think you knew that this was going to be the last topic. I think uh-huh. the best for last, which is I'm really struggling with Bills and Commanders. Mm. Now, you know that I'm going to pick the Bills because the Bills are my team. Yep. But the Bills are a work in progress on defense. They've allowed a first, they've allowed a first down on defense 37% of the time. They are not getting off the field the way that they got off the field last year. 
Um, and you can blame Von Miller. You can blame um, the, you can blame um, the transition from Tremaine Edmonds to Tyrell um, Dodson. You can blame the weird Jets game um, that they should have dominated. You can come up with anything you want. <laughs> but they're not getting off the field as quickly as they did last year. Um, however, uh, you'll notice that that's a general theme here, which is that, you know, it's however. The Bills are also third in the league in interceptions. Uh-huh. And turning the other team over pretty consistently. Um, meanwhile, they're facing Sam Howell, the rookie quarterback. And if all that matters is – you know, which quarterback is better and which coaching staff is better. Well, then I give the edge to Bills. Um, but I don't think that is all that matters. No. Nope, nope. I think that Eric Bieniemy has typically, you know, preach given the Bills problems. Preach, preach about it. Preach about it. And for whatever you want to say about the commander's defense, they are tied for the league lead in sacks with the Cowboys. Now, If they're, if they're healthy. Go ahead. Well, no, not if they're healthy at all. Right now, through two games, they have the, they have the most sacks tied with they the Cowboys. Do. Yes, they 10. do. Um, so a couple of things. So I'm, as you know, I'm fascinated by this game. I'm I'm with you. I'm going to watch it, bro. Yeah. I'm going to watch this one too. I think this game tells me so much about both teams. It was probably like Josh almost, you almost tried to go to the game too. I don't blame you shit, but yeah, I wanted to go to the game. Sucks that I can't, but it's okay. Um, the, in, in the commander's sense, right? Yes. So, like, the Bills' offensive line absolutely neutralized Max Crosby. Yes, they did. I mean, just made Max Crosby look ridiculous. And he's a premium rusher. He's a he's someone that you pay a lot of money and you feel good about, too. Meanwhile, like, you know, in that first game, Quinn Williams was getting pressure on Josh Allen all the time. Does that lead you to think that Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are going to be and Monte Sweat and Monte Sweat's playing good too? Yeah, yeah. And Monte Sweat, right? Like, do you think that this Bills offensive line is for real, or do you think they're going to struggle? And then on the flip side, do you think that the Bills secondary, which I think is for real, is going to be able to abuse Sam Howell, who's not Patrick Mahomes, whatever else he wants? Yeah. Um, Or do you think that this is going to be an opportunity? for the commanders to really build their offense and really grow from it. Uh, here's my thing. I'm going to talk about, oh, by the way, shout out to my friend, Jamie, Ben Fair, Tariq. They're all commander fans. And I'm happy that they they're happy because now they have a new generation with their owners. Shout out to Magic Johnson. He wins everywhere, by the way. So, I mean, so commander fans should be happy. That's number one. And number two, here's my, here's my, here's many reasons why I got the bills, Josh. Well, first of all, listen, Russ is not Russ anymore. He's not the, he doesn't listen. He's not young anymore. And they're playing in gun Josh Allen. And when the last time they met each other, um, the Bills won that handily. So that's number one. And uh, number two, um, my, my advice for Sam Howell, you better not hold the ball long this time in this game. Because if you do, I would not be surprised, Josh. This could be a blowout for, for the commanders. So Sam Howell has to play perfect. I mean, and the enemy, you've got to be on your A game because if you're not – I would not be surprised, Josh. It's a thirty-point. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Either you guys scored forty or thirty, so it's really on the Commanders at this point. Because here's what I told Ben, right? Because if the Commanders do win this game, they are fucking legit. And Josh, we we said on this show, uh, my show, um, and people laughed at it, and I get it because because people like to make fun of the Commanders because of the name and yada yada yada, right? But we said 
the, the, the Commanders remind me of the Niners, in my opinion. They have a good D-line. They, uh, they have a good receiver. They have a good running back core of Gibson and Brian Robinson. The big, this is the biggest test for the Commanders. because they, they, um, I'm leaning towards the Bills, but I'm, I'm, my head is pulling for the Commander fans because I want them to be happy. And if they win this game, Josh and besides are looking smart that the NFC East might get interesting, Josh. How about that? Well, we look smart no matter what. And yes, with yes. that, I'm going to have to go back to work. But I wanted to tell you that I'm so grateful that I was on the 265 media show. Um, and we will be I, – I know that I will have you on my show literally tomorrow at 1 p.m., 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and we will make these picks official. Um, I, I also have the bills um, because I just think they don't I, – I, I don't – I don't trust the commanders yet, but I, I love the commanders. I think they're yeah. very, very good. But you'll Wait, Josh, can I ask you one more question? Um, yeah, what, sure. What one you, quick. Can, uh, yeah, yeah, real quick. Um, what's your advice for Giant fans tomorrow? Um, let's see. What's my advice for, for Giants fans tomorrow? It was a long way to travel to get your ass kicked. So, you know, fly first first class, right? If you, on, on, the, on the flight home, treat yourself. Treat your ass, as a matter of fact. Treat your ass to a nice cushion. Spend the extra money for the upgraded seats. Whatever you need to do on that long flight home after Thursday night, like, do that for yourself. Be good. Be good. as, as Be good. To your butt, specifically. Because it's about to get, it's, like, it's about to get, like, destroyed by the 49ers. All like, right. Well, guess what, guys? That, that's how the great, that's how great. The ending is the ending of the show was great. Great. All right, now you guys can follow me at Respectable Vince, and in uh, my other account is Vince Size B I N C E S A I Z A twenty four. John, you can uh, put your social media account. Yeah, it's JB Sportis. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And Everybody knows me. Everybody knows that I'm stirring the pot all the time. And there you go. And overall, the overall sports show starts in two hours. So with that being said, Josh, thank you, and we probably will be back next week. How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And also tell Manny to get his butt back on Twitter. <laughs> That's Elon Musk's fault. How about that? All right, peace out. Man. I don't care whose fault it is. I need his picks. I need his presence. I need his energy back on my show. All right, man. Great show, man. Enjoy your week. And I'll see you, you, too, in the I'll see, I'll see you tomorrow for the, uh, for the NFL Now. Peace. See you tomorrow for NFL Now. Peace.